Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we review a dark romance book, drink some high noons, laugh our asses off, and rant about all of the hot smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We also want to duly note this is an explicit podcast where we will be talking about all the taboo topics we read, including explicit sex of all varieties, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. We are your hosts, Jillian and Morgan. Are you ready? Yes. Hello. Hi. Happy birthday to you. Yay. Happy birthday to you. It totally is. It is. It is. It's my birthday. It is your birthday. It is a day where everyone that I know has to celebrate me. That's fair. I like it. You could do the whole week. Yeah. Well, and I do. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you stretch out my birthday and Valentine's Day. My oh, poor mm-hmm. husband. He just kind of meets me in the middle. Oh. Um, but it's great. Every year I get spoiled. I'm princess. And today, for your birthday, yeah, is your favorite series. Yes. Because it's my favorite paranormal book husband. Right. Writer. In general, one of your favorites just all around. Yes. And I've said since like the very first episode of this podcast, like, you know, I have a specific like group of book husbands and writer is my fairy husband. Yeah. Um, Because we are talking about the Fae Chronicles Mm -hmm. by Amelia Hutchins. It's my favorite series. So back in season one, we did the first book. Yep. uh, Fighting Destiny. I'm not sure if you remember, but I think I talked about like, you know, masturbation and some flowers uh-huh, and uh-huh. Uh, sin throwing yourself off a cliff. Yep. Uh, and many of words that I didn't like, which we will revisit. Uh, yeah. Of course, those did not go away. They did not. It's a series. They continue. <laughs> yes. So we're picking up where we left off there. Mm-hmm. So... I'll let you do the honors since it is your birthday. It is. And it's my favorite. So the Fate Chronicles, this is a huge series. Yes. It is a huge series. It's still going on. Like you're in the next generation now that she's writing and she's writing like three or four other, you know, pretty big series. So this is one hard working lady. Um, And she's very um, communicate, you know, like talks to her fans and stuff and, I don't know how she does it. I think her whole house like got COVID and she was still like high on cold meds and writing right. shit. Like it's insane. But um, I love that she does have that communication with the fans. I love that she's kind of like to the jokers that are like, oh my God, I read your book in one day. And she's like, oh, you bitches. Right. Like, I'm, I'm writing as fast as I can. Yeah. Like, it's great. But um, with this series, like, you know, again, huge series huge spinoffs, huge novellas. I can't timeline this one out for you. So I wanted to focus on writer and why I love him because he is just, I mean, the perfect amount of everything that you love and hate Yes, all wrapped up in the sexiest fucking package that you can imagine. Yes. And that is writer. Right. I feel like We've talked about before how sometimes the character is so asshole that they don't really have a lot of redeeming qualities, so it's really hard to love them. But writer is the perfect between an asshole, an aggressive asshole, 
but like also sweet when he needs to be, but still slightly asshole. I don't even know how to describe him, but I mean, like if he were to show up, my panties would be gone in 0.5 seconds. Yes. And that's a power he has. Right. You can actually like blink, your, right. blink your panties away. I mean. And I was like, what? Hold on. What the fuck did you just do? Right. And yes, please do it again. Do you know how much time that would save to go to just blink seconds. your clothes off? In seconds. And awesome. then he always has that look after. Yeah. Like she describes like this arrogant, like half winking yeah. look. Like, yeah, what bitch? Bring it. Right. You know? And you're like, okay. All of that can happen. He's the best. He is. Because he is so naughty. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, he is filthy. Absolutely filthy. And we'll get into that a little bit more because you're going to rant about wombs again. I think some of the sex talk that Ryder has. But the, the, I mean, the amount of fucking these people do is insane. Because as the books go on, you're actually not really on Earth anymore. You're in fairy. Mm -hmm. And Ryder is somebody. And so, I mean, you already knew he was the Dark Prince, but, you know, spoiler, because there's 12 more books, yes. you know, to go. He's somebody. Yeah. Um, And fairies are very complicated. Like, yeah. they don't do the whole love thing because they, like, fuck to feed. Like, yeah. you know, they're used to being, you know, physical and big fat whore faces and they do do everyone. Like, and orgasms are how they live. Like, that's yes. how they gain their energy and survive is yeah solely based on sex alone and there's always like plots and games yeah that they're playing it's all very like power struggle like chess pieces moving mm-hmm. around within the fairy yeah. world and you see a lot of that as the series go on so you're trying to you know kind of identify who the bad people are and like who the good people are you know because there is this huge war that kicks off pretty much at the end of book one where we left off with right the last episode we did and you know there's there's so many plots and twists and turns, but at the core of it, you have a love story. Yeah. But, oh my God, he's the best because he doesn't love, but he does. Right. And he doesn't sleep around, but he's going to fuck the shit out of you. Right. And he is like a god, kind of literally. Yeah. And it's ridiculous how she writes him because he never loses for one second. I am fucking in charge of you. Right. Not one second. Yes, please. I love it. Also, can I just note too that... So the Fae have, er, like, powers, right? Everyone has their own jam, power, whatever. Yeah. Um, can we, for a moment, just talk about the fact that he can make his dick bigger while they're fucking? Oh, my God. What in the ever... I mean, can you imagine for oh. a moment? And also, he can literally fuck her so intensely that when they're done, she's like, I'm so sore, you can't fuck me again for a while. And he just magically snaps his fingers, and she feels fine, and he makes her all better. And then he goes right back to fucking again. Can you imagine that life? Can I have that life? Yeah. Like, I literally, when those scenes are written, I feel like I was... I wish I could read faster. I couldn't read fast enough and my eyes were big. And I feel like the whole time I just had this fucking smile on my face. Like this is the fucking life. Yes. <laughs> well, not only like sexually, yeah. but like they can wake up and he can just snap his fingers and yeah. she's instantly showered and dressed and right. whatever he wants her dressed in for the day. And some people are super appalled at that. And I'm sitting here like, fuck you. Right. I don't give a fuck if I wake up and shower 
or put right. on clean pajamas because right. that's what's happened. Like what somebody can just do that. And now yeah. I don't have to shower and put on clean clothes and do my hair and makeup. Yep. <laughs> to, be yes, fair, to be fair, he doesn't do that a lot because I think he, he likes control mm-hmm. in the bedroom, but I think he also recognizes that sin needs to have control of her own. And so he doesn't really like, every day like pick out her outfit like she can do it herself but yeah. he has the ability to do so he spends more time using his magic to take her clothes off right yeah. which is i feel like that is another reason why we like him because he yeah. could control her he controls her where it matters and doesn't control her when it does so yeah. like i feel like i liked that I always liked that, and I never got bored for how no. all the books that I've read no. and all everything that's out right now in this series. He, of course, is going to change. He's he's a character that's in it for the long haul, mm-hmm. and then he's a fae who doesn't know anything about love, and then now he's got it right. Right. So obviously, he's going to make changes as the book go, goes on. However, he never changes his mouth and the things that he would say to her. And then the sex, the sex, there's so much sex. There's never a book without it. It lasts a long time Mm -hmm. and it's always new. There's something new and kinky. This motherfucker is always doing to this girl. It doesn't get old. I feel like sometimes when we're reading books, the sex scene is like the same thing, Mm -hmm. but like in a different place. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to fuck you against the windows, and then we're going to go to the bedroom, and I'm going to fuck you on the bed, but it's the same thing. It's just a different surface. Mm-hmm. This is, like, every sex scene. There's, like, something new and something different, so you don't get bored, and you don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. which, I mean, honestly, as an author, if you can write that many books and still surprise your readers and want them to continue reading like kudos to Amelia Hutchins for real. Absolutely. Because one of the things that I love about this series and why I love this series is that it's like the slow burn, but with sex. Yeah. Because they're fae. So they're fucking from the get go. Yeah. They're fucking a book one. So, I mean, they continue to fuck regardless if they like each other, love each other or hate each other. They're still fucking. And he again has to learn how to love. So that doesn't just happen because she doesn't have the power to just snap her fingers and make him love her. But she knows that he does, but he can't physically say the words love because he's a fae. So he can't lie and he doesn't know what love is. So he can't really say it. Yeah. So he shows it, but so it's a slow burn of their relationship. Like, you know, he's going to tell her at some point that he loves her, but how is he going to do it? Because he's just the fucking man. So it's not going to be, real easy like it's gonna come with like a vengeance and it's gonna be magnificent because everything he does is magnificent which is why i love him so but so like you get that slow burn of their relationship and then all the politics that are happening like in the fairy world writer is part of the royal line Mm -hmm. that's a whole thing and then also because he's so dominant and mouthy and in the first book we talked about how he thought even when he thought she was a human or just a witch, you know, I'm a fucking fae. You're a fucking witch. Like you're beneath me. Blah, blah, blah. So he kind of liked that. And she kind of got off on it. Like she hated it in the beginning, but then she's like, okay, you're naked when you're saying it. Totes cool. Right. Whatever you need to do. I will say sin in book two irritated the ever loving fuck out of me. She was a whiny brat. I liked her. In pretty much every book thereafter, except for book two. Yeah. 
I even liked her in book one. Yeah. But book two is where she realizes things about her past and who she is, but also Ryder's still around. They're still fucking, but like, oh, I don't want to like you, but I do because I want to fuck you. But like, oh, I don't like you. And I'm like, girl. Mm-hmm. First of all. Let this fucker show you how to feel. Right? Like, quit fucking complaining. Yeah. God, she was so annoying in book two. Because she's a fairy now. And she went through transition and she has to learn to fuck to feed. And he's like, it's only with me. So learn, bitch. Learn. Right. Like, and she'd be like, no, I don't want to feed or fuck you. You want to do both. Right. Also, get the fuck over it, girl. Move on. Move forth. I know. Get to fucking. Get to living. Whatever. I am I was so annoyed with or her. Or she would cave, like, and, like, a couple, you know, a couple pages of banter. She would fuck him. And then she'd feel bad about fucking him. And then say she's never going to fuck Ugh. him again. And then you got to go through three more chapters until he gets to fuck her again. Like, bitch, you know he's going to fuck you again. Shut yeah. up. But by the time we get into, like, book three, it's steady fucking. Yeah. But there's a whole lot of outside meddling that's happening. So that's a huge thing. But you do get where she loves him. Yeah. But he has not been able to say that he loves her. And she's not real 100% secure um, or feels that she's secure in his life. Right. So you go through that. She does find out things about him that she, I think she is a fae. And fae don't have like moral compasses really. Mm Mm-hmm. But because of who she was uh, and what she stood for and how she lived her life before she became a face, she actually has a moral compass. So there's a lot of push and pull about she has feelings for him and she loves him, but she doesn't like the things that he maybe does or has done in the past. And one of those things that she finds out that he did was he had her ex killed and like turned into a vampire. Right. So she finds that out and that causes a lot of issues in their relationship and she's super whiny about it. Yeah. I don't know. My whole thing was like, they were together and she's even said like, I love him, but like, I wasn't in love with him. We've just been together forever. And she makes this whole big deal about how Ryder like had him killed and turned into a vamp. But that's also what Adrian wanted because he wanted the power of that and she's really fucking whiny about it. And the whole time I was reading that, I thought, like, I mean, I'm not trying to be, like, kill my ex, but that was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, he did it so he could have you, right? right? But he also gave him what he wanted. Yeah. And so get the fuck over it. Like, that's hot and sexy. Move the fuck on. Like, quit fucking talking about it. I was over that whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But that's, like... <laughs> This is, this is writer in a nutshell. In one other book, he was accused by Riston as, as, of not, like, wooing Cynthia. Like, Cynthia's in this, like, emotional place for whatever reason that we're not going to spoil. And right. she needed some, like, love, but he doesn't know what that means. And Riston kind of is like, find something that she really loves. Well, Sin has this, like weird addiction to OPI nail polish. Uh-huh. Like, all the, I mean, that's just her, like, prized possession, right? So she lost that when she had to leave the human world and go to fairy or whatever. So he like literally orders a plant, like an OPI nail factory and like takes her there and gives her every, everything in the plant, like thousands and thousands of bottles of OPI nail polish. So you have this like royal 
alpha, amazing, gorgeous man that's fucking you to death every night yeah. and bringing you back with his magical powers and his dick. Yeah. And then he does something as sweet as get you every nail polish color of your favorite kind ever, but then also has your ex-boyfriend killed right. so he can have you. Yeah. I love all of this. Like, these are just the different shades of writer. I know. I do love it. Let's talk about Adam. Adam's kind of a prick for a while. <sighs> okay, so Adam is what they are, they're called a, the familiar, a familiar in the book. So Adam and Sin are familiar, so they can like feel each other and they can feel each other's emotions. They're connected. They've always been best friends. Yes, they've always been best friends. And you find out that they were witches and they fought together. They're best friends and he was dating another one of Sin's best friends, Larissa, and we won't get into it, but Lar Larissa gets killed and she dies. Uh, so Adam is a fae. Yeah. Like Sin is. Yeah. Uh, he goes through transition much quicker. So there's kind of the push and pull of Sin is like worried about him and mad and angry that he's going through this alone and she wants to be there, but she can't because all he wants to do is fuck her because they're in transition. Yeah. I don't know. Here's my thing about, I, I felt like Adam was a whiny bitch. Yeah. Like we're in book three now and he's still talking about Larissa. Listen, <laughs> she died. Mm -hmm. Like, was it sad? Yes. Mm -hmm. But like, we're two, three books in now. Mm -hmm. Let's move it along, sir. I know. Like you fucked hundreds of girls now because you've been through transition. You have to fuck to feed. Yep. And you're still whining about this bitch. Yeah. Move along. Yeah. And he finds out he's also a dark prince. Right. And so now he's destined to find the light princess. Right. Well, Larissa's dead. Like, yeah. she's obviously not the light princess and she wasn't fae. Right. So he now has to find the long lost, lost light right. fae princess. Right. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> Too yeah. much mimosa to get that one out. Yeah. But, um, Yeah. I don't know. He and there is this like thing that happens where when Adam finds out that he's the Dark Prince, they find out that Cynthia has some royal princess yeah. line in her too, and they're supposed to like get married and have a baby. And she's like, "Fuck that! I'm not fucking Adam. I'm not marrying Adam. I'm not having his kids. Like, right. I want Ryder's kids, and I want to marry Ryder." Because she's like, you know, dick drunk at this yeah. point, and all these things have happened. I don't know. Really? Adam's character just doesn't make sense to me, even kind of towards the end. Like he's just. A guy that pops in once in a while has like an opinion about something and like dips. Right. So I don't. I don't him. know. He's not my favorite. You want to know who is my favorite? I though? know who your favorite <laughs> is. Riston. Riston the he, demon. Oh God, he is one of my favorites now. Writer's brother. Yes, writer's brother. So, as Jillian said, he is a demon, uh, and he calls Sin Flower mm -hmm. now. If this would have been in any other book, I would have been disgusted. I hate that nickname so much. And because he calls her flower, he talks about a vagina and calls it the petal. Okay. <laughs> no. But we know I have a thing with words. Oh, God. Here we go. But I like it coming from Riston's mouth. I wasn't disgusted even once. And I literally stopped reading and I thought to myself, Morgan, you shouldn't like this. But I did because I fucking love Riston so much. And he has his own book, guys. Yes, he has his own book and he, he's kinky. Yeah, I fucking love him. 
he could come up with some things. Yeah. His book has some things. Yes. Yeah. He's, I feel like when I picture him, this is really weird, but I feel like he's like walking around, like barely touching the ground. Like he's like floating and he's like covered in like this fucking like robe cape where he has like the hood on. But just looking at his face, you'd be like, he's fucking hot. And then he loses the robe and you lose your clothes. That's how I picture him. Mm-hmm. Just exudes sexiness, but he's also super funny. Yeah. Well, and in the other fairy books, like before his own book, you find out like he hosts a lot of like fae orgies. Yeah. And because these people fuck to feed, right. how do you think they're what we think would be orgies? It's just like afternoon tea for right. fairies. Like these are some fucking orgies. Right. Like. A hundred fairies. Oh my god. You know, yeah. just bouncing from one another. Yeah. Absolutely not. You can picture all of this. Right. Because Amelia's amazing. Her descriptions are legit. So good. Yeah. You understand, like, she created this world. So you're learning all these things. And it is very much centered around this war because this war with the mages is what's destroying fairy. Right. And Ryder, who's kind of in charge of fairy, is like... Where do you think all of these creatures are going to go when our world dies? We're going to go to Earth because we have access to Earth. So that's where Cynthia gets on board real quick. Like, yep, I will help you Mm -hmm. save Fairy. Whatever it is we need to do to defeat the mages so that your world doesn't spill into Earth. And then she reminds herself she's not human anymore. She might have been raised like human, but she's not. She is a fae. So now this is her world and these are her people. Yeah. So she changes so much throughout the books and she becomes something amazingly yeah. epic. Yeah, I do feel like also kudos to Amelia because there are so many different I will, quote unquote worlds, right? So there's mm-hmm. like the human world, then there's Fabe, then there's like, uh, you know, a vampire club and a place of witches and then bad witches and then... You know, there's all of these different supernatural beings. Right. It never gets confusing. Mm-hmm. I was never like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I need to reread what I just read because I'm confused. It's just, it's so well written and the worlds come together into this book world that is like, I feel like so clear. It's almost like you're there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The writing's just amazing there's so many because even when you're just in fairy alone there's all the different kinds of fae yeah you've got like the blood fae and the light fae and the dark fae and the horde and all these different and then the politics and then there's also a lot of mythology that's brought into it like the white stag and all these different things and there's like a tree and then there's the goddesses of fairy who like created a couple different versions of the fae it's like you even find out that there's dragons yeah it's a it's a lot but we just said dragons okay we're gonna take a break we have to take a break and then we're gonna come back and talk about the dragons dragons yes all right welcome back dragons dragons I'm just going to say, there's a dragon king. His name is Blaine. He's (sighs) everything. Oh my gosh. He's such a dick. He's not everything like right. I mean, he's close to writer. He's up there. Yes. But he's a real asshole. Yes, he is. Yeah. So, uh, writer has a sister 
she's like the only uh girl of like their dad who was like a big deal Mm -hmm. um and so she's princess so to speak and she gets kidnapped by the dragon king because dragon king hates writer and writer's family and the kind or half the fae um there was something bad that happened to dragons but and he isn't supposed to be alive but he is and he is the dragon king Mm -hmm. and he is ridiculous ridiculous because he very much wants her um sierra as a sister pretty much wants sierra like right off the bat but he's gonna treat her like shit because she's fucking fairy he kidnaps her essentially and like holds her hostage yeah uh it turns into a lot of sexiness though so much she doesn't really stay a cat well she always kind of stays captive but she likes it in a while she will yeah yeah that's that um, there's another alpha character on the side, Lucian. Oh. <sighs> okay, look. Nobody knows what Lucian is. Right. Okay. Well, now, because we're, you know, 17 books in, right. um, we now know what Lucian is, but I'm not going to tell you because I still haven't wrapped my head around it yet because all of this time, you know that he's from a different parallel type universe type thing so he's more like into the mythology of like gods and goddesses and like heaven and hell and like he has something to do with like holding back the gates of hell and all this type of stuff but you know that he's super powerful right but you don't know what he is and he does come across cynthia and writer and he is helping their cause because their shit's kind of his shit too um and then his deal is he gets kind of wrapped up undercover with these witches and he meets his witch and oh. lena who's not my favorite I character hated her, but i loved him i hated her though. i loved their storyline that's really confusing but there's a lot that happens with them and they're peppered throughout these books and they're all these characters mm-hmm. are combined but lucian lucian oh my god yeah i i wish she would have been paired up with a different girl yeah. i don't know because i loved him Mm -hmm. and i liked the book but she irritated me so much that it actually made me like almost want to not read the book yeah she just got under my skin yeah but i loved him so i kept reading yeah i don't know i mean a lot of bad things happened to her and i was kind of down for that i'm like okay it's fine but he does still end up with her which is like okay i had better hopes for you buddy but whatever i guess yeah if you can just ignore her right you can deal with him because he just says some stuff right. and again amelia thank yeah. you because you've got all the the side spinoffs and the books that they all come together in you've got all these different types of male dominating characters and kick-ass female characters right. but they're all different all she different. doesn't write the same guy there but and there's so many people in this world yeah um honestly there's not one guy that i would not want to be locked in a closet with oh yeah every single one of them i loved the girls here and there but most of them i liked yeah i mean because writers writer's dad was a he was quite the pimp i guess and he's got like hundreds of kids yeah so there's a lot of brothers that writer has that get their own little you know novellas or whatever and find their princesses or you know whatever and um they're never the same character but then no. you're like oh i never really pay attention to you and now right. i'm reading you and i'm like what like where did you come from huh. right you were just quiet in these last books yep. but hey welcome yep. <laughs> yeah. um i do want to just slightly note vlad who's oh, like yeah. the head of the vampire club mm-hmm. area 
I liked him. He was super funny. Uh, he is like horrible, evil, mean vampire, but like not really. No. I really liked his character. I feel like he and Riston, of course, they were like the comedic relief. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like when you have a story that's this large war seriousness, you have to have some sort of comedic relief. Mm-hmm. And it's perfectly written in this book. Yeah. And I loved both characters. Was there a Vlad book? No. No. There wasn't a Vlad book? No. I mean, he continues yeah. to still be... Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of them like that. Yeah. Like, yes, he's a vampire, but they're basically, in this world, vampire are just part of the horde. Like, yeah. they're another kind of fae. Yeah. They just need blood instead. Yeah. And they still need sex, but yeah. that's why vampires have always kind of been sexual, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, and they fuck with Cynthia because Cynthia and Ryder go through it throughout these books, even when they're like together and life is grand and they love each other, like shit still happens and they still go through things. And like Ryder, like at one point, Ryder goes, Ryder gets like kidnapped, but, and like kind of tortured and she has to save him. And I liked it, even though they were doing mean things to my man. Like, I liked it because he had to recover his manliness from that. Like, not only did his, like, woman have to come and save him, but, like, he got taken in the first place. And he's supposed to be the biggest, baddest motherfucker. So he took, like, a hit to his ego. Um, But he still, like, he just did it in the most delicious way. Yeah. (laughs) Love writer. I feel like it's a... Right, it's this fey world, but the relationship between Sen and Ryder is very much like real life. Yeah. Like, they go through ups and downs, they get through it, shit happens, they have to pick each other back up. It's very real life put into a fantasy book. So I feel like it's very relatable in that way. Yeah. And that's part of the reason that their relationship... I felt like was so great because it was very relatable. Yeah. Well, and two, like you never, sometimes when you get into these books that are long series and like, you've got your main couple, like once they pretty much find their love, they become like side characters, you know, and that they're always in love and they're always perfectly happy because, you know, three books in, we knew that they were destined to be Mm -hmm. together forever. And that's great. But these people still fight and they still bicker and they still disagree and they hold all this power. So sometimes their fights are like ridiculous, you know, but as these books go on, like kind of towards where we are now in the series, and I'm not going to spoil this too much, but you never get tired of Ryder being like the perfect loving man in this relationship because he gets very frustrated with her because they're coming to a very pivotal point in the war and he needs her to acknowledge something so she can access some kind of a power that's going to save them. And she can't do it for whatever reason. And he does something very drastic to make her do that. And him his head he's saving his world by doing this it's extremely cruel i mean like there was a 50 50 shot she would not have survived she does survive but she has no memory so she believes that she's still a human witch who hates fairy and hates Faye. and here she is practically married to one so but he and when she she finds out okay, you guys think that I'm this and I lost my memory, but this motherfucker just did this horrible thing to me and you're telling me I love him? Fuck all of you. 
Yeah. So that was a real interesting turn of the character of Ryder to know that he absolutely loves her more than anything in the entire world. And she is his whole fucking world, but that he was going to sacrifice her. Right. To save it because he believed she would have been okay. Yeah. See, I didn't even get this far, yeah. you guys. And that's how large this series is. I didn't get this far. So what she's telling you now, like, I didn't even read this yet. So mm-hmm. I'm very interested to dip into that part of the series because I'd like to know what it is because she's refusing to tell me. Yep. So I have to go in and read it myself. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what Lucian is either. No. Nope. None of that. I got to do that. Yeah. I got to read that. Yeah. But writer. This is what I'm saying. This yeah. is why, I mean, there are some times that I don't really care much for Cynthia and I just kind of want to skip past her. Or yeah. then there's some times where you're like dealing with the political shit of it. And I'm like, I don't care. I just right. want Ryder to be naked. And then right. like you skip three pages and you're like, yes, there he is. He's naked. And he's going to say mm-hmm. something amazing. Our news is magic and come up with a new kinky position and fuck with extra dicks. <gasps> he has extra magic yeah. dicks. Yep. Girl. I can't. I think you said earlier that he can use his magic to make his dick bigger. Yeah. Well, he can actually also have multiple dicks yeah. with his magic. So, like, she, she's pretty much, like, in the air. Right. And every hole in the area is wrapped around a dick or a dick is in her, everywhere in her. And she, like, this goes on for pages. That's intense. And, you know, you pages is right because these sex scenes so long. are so long. Yeah. But. Oh, God, here it comes. I knew it was coming. We're still talking about the fucking womb. Literal womb. Okay. I just cannot believe that one would find pleasure in having their womb hit by an extra large penis. (laughs) I just... I cannot. I cannot even... I just can't. I can. Um, (laughs) So that... We talked about this when we reviewed the first book. Uh, it's still happening, and wombs are still being touched by large penises in these books. There are so many descriptors for her vagina and his dick and what he's going to do to her and how he's going to do it to her and then what he does to her. Right. So many descriptors, and I don't give a flying fuck. I don't. Some are great, and some I'm like, no. Yes. Uh, There's still, there's still flesh. There's uh, still slit, slit heat, heat, whatever the. Yeah, I can't. All of that is still happening, and it's still great. I mean, it doesn't take away from the sex as a whole because Mm -hmm. the chapter of it is great. But anytime that word is used, like, and he's whatever fucking me so hard it hits my womb i'm like oh god pass move on like i just zero desire to read that i have every desire i know you to read it because he'll flip his script on you in a minute because he still calls her pet which is not my favorite nickname but it works for him and he'll just be like well you've had a come here pet let me feed you like i know that you're so hungry and then like in 30 fucking words it just then turns into i'm gonna pound you till you can feel me till judgment day and i'm like yeah in your womb all up in your womb 
And I think his magic can like twist in the womb or maybe even make the womb disappear. I have no fucking clue, but he fucks her with magic. Right. And she's losing it. Like he will make her come yeah. like 30, 40, 50 times in a row to where, and she's just floating in the air being held up by magical dicks. And he's sitting across the room, like having a drink. And it's the sexiest fucking thing I have ever read in my life. Can you imagine 30 orgasms? Yes, please. I feel like I would be in a coma. Literally. He fuck me in a straight coma. That is a vacation I, I like deserve. after five orgasms, I'd be out. Oh, girl, I'm, I'm a, a champion. 30? I'm 30? Like, I'm a champion. That's I feel like I, my legs would literally be legit boneless. That's when you have to hold them up with your hands. Yeah. Uh, my hands would be boneless. But you got to make something happen. It's like the, the, your legs will magically fall apart. Or like, they fall apart. Pardon me, sir. Can, you, can your magic hold my limbs up, please? His magical penises <laughs> are holding her legs up. So he can continue to fuck right. her. He heals her so he can still That's fuck her. True. So I don't find it hard to believe that magic penises are holding her up. That's so fair. he can still fuck her for 52 pages every sex scene, which is amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing. Like, you know, you can say you've got a favorite series or something like that. And, and this is my favorite, like, paranormal series. But this could be turned into an actual TV series. Oh, like, yeah. But I mean, like a good one, like Netflix and HBO Max. Yeah. Like I want full blown because this is naked. This is a lot of na magic penises. Yeah. You got to make that shit happen. HBO Max. Let's do it. Passion Flix. Do you hear us? I know. <laughs> Passion Flix might not get me the writer I need. I though. know. They're taking forever for this man. Ugh. Me, I think Passion Flix and I are going to be on kind of a little bit of a break. Until I get that announcement. Yeah, I'm just kind of turning my neck a right. little. Right. Just to be like, mm, yeah. I don't know, stare at my shoulder until you come up with something worthy of my time. Yep. Now I'm being a snob about it because I love yeah. I love this man. I, I want them to just do. get it done. Uh, well, hey, TikTok. Yes. I wanted to, we should, we should talk a little bit about TikTok because you've been doing some new things yeah. there. So every TikTok video I had been doing was related to the book mm -hmm. that was on the episode that we released on Wednesdays, we decided to do some videos with us. I mean, we're the stars, right? Yes. So we have done a few videos of us. Yeah. Uh, I have been laughing till I'm crying mm -hmm. because it is a ton of fun. Vodka helps. Yes. Uh, I'm learning. It's getting better. Speaking of vodka, though, and how absolutely drunk that we've gotten to film these things, we have determined that th there's actually a new rule in the Smut Hive. There needs to be a sober supervisor that signs off on the TikTok video before it gets posted. I did not sign off on this rule. Yeah, it's a new rule. It's sober. Jillian's rule, not mine. <laughs> sober supervisor is required. Nah. Yeah. It's nope. still fun, though. It is fun. Yeah. I'm going to wear a tiara. Yeah. She'll be in a tiara in one. And I'm going to do one uh, about red flags, because I'm the red flag queen. Red flag queen. Yep. Oh, then you're going to get super excited about what we're doing next week. Yeah. Red flags! Red flags! Yes. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, guys! Taking it back old school. Uh, the books and the movies. The books, obviously, by E.L. James. Yep. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of them. I would sure hope so. I mean, I feel like that's what got me into reading small books to begin with. Yeah. Really. I mean, like, think of everything, you know, like people used to say, 
how embarrassed they were to like be in public reading Fifty Shades of yeah. Grey because it's like, oh, you're reading nothing but smut. And now everyone is just like, I don't give a fuck. There's a half naked dude right. on the front of my cover. Look at it if you want to. I feel like Fifty Shades made us like very smut proud. Yeah. Well, you know, they say that there is like a generation of Fifty Shades babies. Yeah. Because when it came out, like everyone was just fucking like, come here, hubby. Yes. And my husband did watch these with me and he kept his mouth shut. He's like, I'm not going to say anything because you're just going to get mad. And I'm like, no, you can have an opinion. He's like, I'm married. I know I'm not allowed an opinion. I'm like, whatever. So he did watch them and I know that he struggled to get through them, but he knew how excited I was when I read the books because I would like jump his ass and he's like, oh, you're still reading that, are you? Yeah, Bill, uh, I mean, he knew when I was reading them for obvious reasons, Mm -hmm. Uh, but when the movies came out, he had zero desire to watch them. I'm pretty sure I had to force him to do so. (laughs) And then afterwards, I was like, so how did you like it? And he just looked at me and walked away. He Uh just was like, not a fan, but whatever, that's my husband, if you know him. But, um, I mean, when I was reading the books, it sure helped him out, so he didn't get lost, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, they were, they were great. The book, I do, I mean, I think that's fair to say I like the books better than the movies. So we are going to talk about kind of the differences that we found in that. So that's next week. Yeah. Yeah. So we will see you then. Yeah. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye. So before you get on with your day, be sure to check us out on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as The Smut Hive, done by yours truly, our IT expert. (laughs) Follow, like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at smuthive at outlook.com. We would love to hear from you. We better hear from you.